Welcome to Hygieia, a clean podcast. This episode, we'll be talking about perfectionism and anxiety. Are you a perfectionist? You can both be a blessing and a curse. We'll hear some tips from Dr. Jared Spencer. Stand by. watching a lesson on perfectionism and anxiety uh, with Dr. Jared Spencer and he's walking on a beach in the Caribbean it's it's beautiful and he said but perfection doesn't exist he said even if you look at this beautiful sea and this beautiful beach there are imperfections here it doesn't make it any less beautiful but it's not perfect he says basically perfection perfectionism is masking background anxiety. Since anxiety is a fear of the unknown, we try to make things perfect so we lose the anxiety. Perfection is that voice in your head with your standards and your expectations. Dr. Jared Spencer calls it an obsessive compulsive personality. Not obsessive compulsive disorder, it's a personality, it's a, an approach to life. It, it's a type of person that requires orderliness. You know, perfectionism is just get it just the right way, control, directing. It develops in part to alleviate background anxiety. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be a blessing and a curse. If you had a doctor who was going to do surgery on you, you would want him to have this kind of personality. He would want everything perfect. He would be very diligent. Even though, you know, perfection is not attainable, I certainly would want somebody who's cutting me open to have this kind of personality. So Dr. Spencer asks, how did perfection develop in you? What message did you internalize about perfection? When What were your fears growing up that would make you want to be perfect? says you have to go way back to find the root. So spend the first 18 years of your life learning how to live and the next 80 years trying to undo the damage that you did. So the root would be the fear of doing something wrong. What happened in your life that caused you to fear doing something wrong? Then he asks, how has this personality trait helped you? A lot of people with this personality trait do really well academically. You know, the high achievers. Then he asked, how has it hurt you? He tells the story of a student of his who was this personality, you know, 4.0 plus GPA, did everything right academically, very diligent, spent most of their time studying. But they actually had a hard time finding a job because nobody wanted to hire somebody who was so perfect and who that was all they did was just work, 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 work. They didn't have some of the social skills that other people, they didn't think they would relate well to other people in the office because they had spent so much time studying. Then he asks, what can you do so that you can get the most out of the way you are without having the downside? He said, it's fine if you want to do this, have this drive at work to be at work. But when you get home, certainly you're, 
partner does not appreciate that same drive. So, you know, it's fine at work, use, use it in your career, but when you're at home, don't do that. You have to let a few things not be perfect. Then he gives some ways to help you be more mentally flexible. Number one, it's not them, it's you. We tend to think that everybody else thinks like us. We expect them to, to change, but we have to figure in the mental part of it so we can make adjustments. Number two, perfection isn't admirable in most situations. It makes people uncomfortable and our standards are too high. Many people shy away from people like that. And it's a story about the very, very smart person looking for a job that was having a hard time. Actually, it's been proven in studies that people that do average in school, C-level are actually more successful for a lot of reasons. Number three, learn to hold back criticism. I'm so bad at this. I'm better than I used to be, but it's very hard. I have this little sarcastic person in my head who just has a lot to say. So being factual or just observing. So when we're being factual, even if we're just making an observation relative to our own standards, other people tend to hear negativity. So just contain yourself or catch yourself immediately afterwards. And it may take some time, but eventually you'll be able to get out in front of it so that you won't have to apologize later on. If you have a thought you don't want to express, just don't say it. Start to learn how to stop negative thoughts. It does take time and you have to have a lot of positive self-talk. This is, no matter what I read lately, whether it's network marketing, health, um, you know, personal development, they're all saying the same thing. You've got to stop the negative self-talk because your mind is always eavesdropping on what's, you know, on the conversation going on in your head. So don't always just notice the imperfections and emphasize those. Life is full of imperfections, so we have to learn to complement the good things and lift other people up. Number four, notice how after you drop the word perfect. Notice how often you use the word perfect. If you use it a lot, stop. He suggests instead of saying something is perfect, say it's excellent. Or you could say excellent. Most of you are probably too young to know what that is. But it's that actually it changes your mindset as well. If something is excellent, there's a lot of excellent things in there's like in this life, but there's nothing that's perfect. This was a really good lesson for me because I am definitely an OC personality person. Like I said, as time has gone on and you know, some things just can't be perfect. My husband is not perfect. I love him, but he is a piler. He has piles of paper and things everywhere. And while it does drive me nuts, I have learned to overlook that now. And 
especially because if I clean it up, he can't find it. So then I have to help him find it. But it's, and it's okay. It's okay. I mean, we have dogs. I mean, there's always going to be dog hair. And so it's not perfect. And there are other things that are more valuable time-wise to be doing and thinking about than, you know, a stack of papers here. And actually, if you look at my desk, I'm, I've become quite a pile or two since doing this podcast, but it's okay. It's okay. I will work my way through it. Like I said, you've got to find the important things. You've got to find the excellent things. And that's it. That's another episode in the can. I hope this was helpful to you and we'll see you next time. Stay tuned in next time. Check out the link in my bio to find out more information or follow me on Instagram at intentional.health.withdinamique. Thanks.